Welcome to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, cognitive behavior specialist, personal trainer, and recovering perfectionist turned professional half-asser. Thanks for being here and for taking the journey with me from surviving to thriving. Let's dive in with today's episode. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever asked yourself, why can't I stick with it? Do you often get stuck in cycles of trying to make changes for a healthier life, but then end up right back where you started? I wanna introduce you to my eight-week coaching program, Retrain Your Brain, designed to help you break emotional patterns, stop self-sabotage, and develop conscious behaviors for a healthy lifestyle. Enrollment for the next program is officially open. We start October 28th. And if you head to heatherderanja.com or find the link in the show notes, you can use the code HEAL25 until October 3rd to get 25% discount on the program. This program is the roadmap to expanding your health, happiness, and consciousness. If you're tired of starting over or you have been on a healing journey for a while but you feel stuck, then come join me in the program. If you're ready to build better beliefs, overcome chronic stress, anxiety, and depression, release the attachment to your pain and heal your subconscious mind to stop self-sabotage so you can truly thrive, then this is the program for you. Click the link in the show notes or go to heatherderanja.com to register and make sure you use the code HEAL25 to get 25% off until October 3rd. Hey everybody, on today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have Jake Woodard. Jake is a sacred energy healer. He creates a safe space for people to identify and release energetic blocks so that they can undergo the transformation needed to step fully into their gifts and ability to serve the betterment of our kind. Host of the Awake with Jake podcast, he's awakening us to some specific ways we can put we can do our part in raising the vibration on our planet. By facilitating the ascension of our species through his profound teachings around the masculine and feminine energies we all embody, he's stewarding us towards a brighter, more meaningful tomorrow. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to ask a favor. If you're a fan of the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give it some love. This is how the show gets ranked and shown to more people like you so we can grow and expand the community. Take a screenshot that you're listening and tag me at Heather Duranja so I can share it. Thank you. Let's get back to the episode. That is quite the impressive intro. Very beautiful. So Jake, I'm curious, how did you get into this line of work? Hmm. My own healing. Okay. Okay. I love that. I think that for all of us who are going through the healing process, um, through that journey, we are really able to embrace our own purpose and utilize our aspects, our gifts that we have been given um, to share with the world and help heal others and continue to heal ourselves in the process. So I love that. And there's not a lot of males who are out there talking about it. So ultimately that is what attracted me to your, um, I found you through Instagram originally. So I started following you because I started waking up to this internal feeling that something within me was not in alignment. And I just kept having these images of 
kind of like goddess figures and very masculine figures with like armors and swords. And I'm like, where the hell is this stuff coming from? Like, what is this? And that is what started my journey to understand and um, embrace the divine and feminine energies within myself and trying to get those into a more balanced alignment. So I have lots and lots of questions for you today that I think the audience will definitely um, connect with. This is, I feel like since March, when quarantine started, we are having a massive, massive awakening at a very rapid pace collectively. And so I think that the timing of this information is vital, especially as we move through the rest of 2020 and there's so much uncertainty. And we've been gifted an opportunity to really look within with this quarantine COVID situation that presented itself. And so um, I kind of wanted to get your insight, your thoughts around that, what's happening as a collective right now in 2020. <laughs> uh, there's so many different things that come to mind and heart when I really feel into what's happening out there, mm -hmm. which is something that I have spent a lot of my life doing was focusing on what is happening out there, right? Mm -hmm. What's happening in the world of politics? What's happening with COVID-19, what's happening with all these different movements happening. And it's so easy for the ego to attach to these different things happening out there, mm -hmm. right? What I've learned to do and train myself to do through many different forms of awakening and layers of awakening was to look what's happening within myself. Because the more that you tune your vibration, the more you refine yourself through the healing process, you create your own reality. Mm -hmm. You manifest your own reality based on your own vibration. So as a collective understanding from a zoomed out point of view, if you will, basically we are experiencing the great awakening. This is what we are living right now. And I feel that a lot of this has to do with the divine mother waking up. And it's almost like if you were a bad kid like I was, I was really bad. You know, I, I, my mother constantly threatened to send me away to military school, misbehaved place for boys. I was just always breaking things. You know, every single time I could get my hands on something, I'd just smash it, break it, you know. But it was, it's almost like a stern mother has awakened and this is the divine mother the mother of the universe mm -hmm. has awakened and it's like she's putting her children in time out okay. you know? so we're all being invited to look within because we've been put in this collective time out like whoa 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 let's put a pause on things mm -hmm. right now to look within ourselves at what we need to heal within ourselves mm -hmm. because what we heal within ourselves we heal within the collective universe because it's all a web of consciousness that is interwoven and we're all connected through the same fabric, the same heartbeat of the universe. Mm -hmm. So everything you see happening out there is also happening within here, right? Because right. the outer is only a reflection of the inner. As above, so below. As without, so within. Mm -hmm. The more that you go in, 
the more you can see the truth of the universe. But you have to quiet down just enough inside to hear the voice of your soul. Mm -hmm. Once you go beyond all of the ego chatter, which I lived in for a very long time, only then can you hear the wisdom of your soul. Mm. That's beautiful. So I myself started to hear the whisper of my soul, particularly around my relationship situations. And I had a history of um, being in the narcissistic codependent type of cycle. And so I got divorced probably, oh gosh, I guess it's a little over 10 years now. Um, I was with my ex-husband for about 17 years. And when we got divorced, I decided that I was going to break the cycle. I was going to start doing the work. And so the last decade has been a really interesting decade for me um, because it's brought so much awareness. The first two years, I think, were probably the victim, poor me, oh my gosh, you know, I, how is this happening to me? My life is shit. I'm never going to find anyone, blah, 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 blah. And then ultimately one day I just decided that I needed to take responsibility for how I had gotten where I was, specifically in my um, past relationships with males. And I recognized this pattern. And the pattern was that um, I had mistaken confidence. I thought what were confident men were really just mask insecurities of control and manipulation. And so ultimately, this is this kept me confused for a very long time about what was happening to me. And I grew up in a home with my father abandoned us at like two, you know, the typical abandonment wounds, the masculine abandonment wounds. Um, and my mother had to be a very masculine figure. She was the, you know, the, the main provider, the pant wearer in the house. She made all the rules. And my stepfather was a very, um, more in his feminine. He was just kind of sit back, let mom dominate. So I witnessed this growing up and kind of believed that this was the role that I was supposed to play. And so with these relationships, I tend to show up as this very alpha female, and then I attract these very wounded, weak men. So I'm doing the work, doing the work, you know, and having these epiphanies around the feminine and the masculine wounds and where I need to do the healing. And I'm confused, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I'm very confused in some sense. Um, and I have a question around being able to identify whether one is in their core feminine or if it is just a um, ver vice versa, whether we're that core percentage of feminine or masculinity, like for myself, am I truly that very rare percentage of masculine energy or is there still some major wounds that need to be healed in order for me to really be able to embrace and have balance between the two? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I would say let's rewind a little bit here and okay. discuss masculine and feminine energy in the sense of 
we have to first understand that we all have masculine and feminine energies within us. This has nothing to do with whatever you gender, whatever gender you identify as, has nothing to do with your gender. Okay. Masculine and feminine exists within all beings. We as humans have disconnected from these sacred energies. We have exploited the feminine energy through the manipulation of using sexuality, mm-hmm. or we have exploited the masculine energy for the purpose to gain financial security and chase money, mm-hmm. right? Conquer money. Right. Or not for the wounding of masculine and feminine is sexual conquest. Right. Okay. Right. Chasing, chasing the, that, the feminine energy to capture it, to maybe have sex with it and then leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot in our culture. Mm-hmm. So I feel that we have disconnected from these sacred energies within ourselves. Okay. So the reason why we see so much wounding out there is because it's really happening within us, right? Mm-hmm. So the more we heal and we harmonize these masculine and feminine energies within ourselves, we start to have the universe reflect back to us how balanced and healed we are ourselves. Right? Okay, right. When it comes to identifying core energy, once again, you could be a woman with more of a masculine core. Mm-hmm. Most women, probably I would say around 80% have more of a feminine core. Mm-hmm. And same thing with men. Most men have more of a masculine core. But there are men that have more of a feminine core. And there are women that have more of a masculine core. Okay. The key with identifying your core energy is what feels natural to your body. Okay. so. Right. We can break this down. I, I, I love to talk about this conversation because, so for example, if you are more of a feminine person and I can, we can do yours right now, do you feel more drawn to the essence of love and all things love, feelings, emotions, mm-hmm. or do you feel more drawn to purpose and freedom and accomplishment? Man, that is a tough question. But what is your truth? My truth is I'm going to have to say it's the second. I think that it truly is the the passion and um, those are the driving qualities that when I, the freedom, you know, I talk about that all the time. I just recently took a new contract where I actually have to physically show up one day a week for three hours and I'm freaking out about it. I'm like, my freedom. But what if I want to take off and go somewhere else for like a month? Oh my God, what am I going to do? So I think that if I had to ask myself at the being of who I am, it's going to be the latter. And does that resonate with you? Or is that the shell that you've always worn in your life? Hmm. Or is that what you've been conditioned to be in this life? Because you've always had to be this masculine figure. Is that your truth of your being? Gosh, that is a, that is a challenging one. And I think I'm going to definitely have to um, go within and do some searching there. Um, So with, with all of this being said, I want to present another scenario to you that goes towards this puzzle piece. And this is the physical aspect. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was in a relationship, which I thought I had found the one, the awakened guy, you know, we're going to be in this conscious relationship. It's going to be great. And, um, ultimately it was a long distance relationship and there were a few barriers, you know, that stood in the way, but quarantine hit borders, get closed down, more challenges present. And ultimately all of a sudden I start having all these physical 
Okay. I'm literally on the couch one evening and I double over in abdominal pain on my right side. I start profusely vomiting, having diarrhea within hours. I'm like, I need to go to the ER. Something's majorly wrong. And so I go, they do all the testing, CAT scans, ultrasounds. They think that they found a um, burst ovarian cyst on my right ovary. So they send me home. I get a phone call a little later from the ultrasound guy. And he's like, we think that you also have colitis on the right side of your colon. So in a couple of weeks, we want you to you know, follow up with that. Great. So then I go to the follow-up doctor to find out whether or not this cyst was ruptured. And she's like, there's no evidence. You did not have any kind of ovarian cyst. There's nothing, zero. Maybe you had a kidney stone. So they send me to the specialist. We do the whole thing. Nope. Everything is beautiful. All the labs come back great. And then, um, they send me to the GI person and we do the colonoscopy and it comes out. He gives me the pictures. He's like, it's so beautiful. It's so healthy. We really have no idea what the heck happened to you, but whatever it was, it was very much energetic and it all presented on the right side of my body. Not to mention that at this time I hurt my heel on the right side and was in a boot, my knee and my hip. So I had everything collecting over here on the right and there was no physical explanation for what I went through. So I start going within and I'm like, what's really going on here? And ultimately what I was told through self is that this was the relationship situation, that this relationship was not in balance and I was not being, I wasn't, I didn't have the ability to really embrace that feminine energy because he was so deep into his feminine wounds that I had to keep stepping up to try and be the savior and help him through what he was going on. And the more that I tried to deny that that was what was happening, the more this stuff started presenting. So what are your thoughts about that? Is this real life or did I just make this shit up in my head? <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's real life. I think that what you were experiencing from an energetic standpoint, not a medical standpoint, I think that what you're experiencing is the overuse of your masculine energy. Okay. And like the vision that I got as you were talking, it was like you were like carrying this masculine shield on your right side of your body and it was like weighing you down. Mm -hmm. So the stuff on the right side of your body actually started to like shut down because it was almost like being tipped over to the right side of your body. The scale wow. was so imbalanced. Wow. So you actually started to develop these energetic blockages in the masculine part of your body because you were overusing your masculine energy. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And ultimately, intuitively, that's what I felt was happening. And then ironically, the second that I decided to own what I was truly feeling and speak my truth and draw the the boundaries with the relationship and say, you know, unfortunately this just isn't working for either of us. Um, everything mysterically. So I want to rewind too here for something because this is really important to understand. Okay. We can think that we have a masculine core mm -hmm. or a feminine core, mm -hmm. but what's really important to understand here is this. We oftentimes play these roles since we're like a little kid, mm -hmm. maybe a little girl, a little boy. And we're this this little being and we're forced into these roles and a lot of women that I've worked with over the years get forced into these masculine roles. Right. 
right? right. So they attract these more feminine man because you're going to attract your energetic reciprocal, just like a battery cell charges positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking to themselves like, wow, I, I feel so masculine. Like, I think I really have a masculine core. But mm-hmm. what most of the time actually they have is a masculine wound and a masculine shield that they think is their core, but it's really just what feels safe to them because okay. your masculine energy is your protective energy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Where your feminine is more of the gentle, nurturing, feeling, emotional, flowing energy. Mm-hmm. It's the one that's not talked about in our society. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that more, not only is it not talked about, but it's not modeled. So we have nothing to reference, right? So it makes it very challenging. And for, you know, individuals like myself, um, it's, it can be almost confusing, right? Because there's so much information out there and we're trying to get to the root of what the thing is. And um, so I definitely am going to have to do a lot of reflecting on this and go within to figure out what's happening here. What's your outfit attire like? Like the clothes I wear? Yeah. Well, I tend to like dresses, my apologies. I tend to like dresses that are floral, like, you know. Floral. Yeah. Colorful. I'm very girly in terms of the outer appearance. I grew up with five younger brothers, and so I was the oldest. Um, I, you know, was the, the early mom at eight years old. I became a mother basically at eight, and so um, I didn't have the childhood, and I've done a lot of stuff around um, honoring my inner child because I know that ultimately they are the gatekeepers of me moving forward. And, and what's the decor of your apartment like? Um, well, it's... Um, very bright and colorful. Very, yes. A lot of things, a lot of decorations everywhere. Um, to an extent, yeah. yeah. My bedroom is white with like turquoise accents and lots and lots of crystals. And the, the vibe in my room is just... So intuitively what I feel, and this is my intuition, and you can sit with your own intuition, is that you have a feminine essence. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay? But you've walled it off with these masculine shields, these masculine walls, because you've always had to be in this providing masculine energy. I would agree with that. The protector, to take Mm -hmm. care of, and not to say that a woman can't do that because she absolutely can, but... I would really invite you to go within yourself and discover is my core is the natural energy within me. The one that feels natural, mm-hmm. feminine. Okay. Have I just been denying my feminine essence? Okay. I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to spend a lot of time in reflection because ultimately this is something that I do desire to work through. And I had an energy worker that I was working with and we were talking about this topic. Like, am I ever going to find the one, right? And basically she delivered a message to me from source that said, you, your masculine is so big that you need to find a man who is confident with themselves, that they will allow to embrace all of that masculine so that you can allow that, div- that divine feminine essence to shine. And so for me, all I hear is, wah, 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 wah. I don't know what that really means and looks like. Right. 
Yeah, and, and personally, that reading, I don't, um, from my, my intuitive feeling, I think that a lot of the masculine energy that you're animating is mm -hmm. because you don't feel safe. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to validate that intuition of yours because throughout my journey, you know, with these narcissistic relationships, um, ultimately, I finally came to the realization that everything that was happening, I was calling in because I wasn't learning the lesson. So with the first one, the second one had to get even more chaotic and dramatic and traumatic, still didn't learn the lesson, move along to the third. This one is like, you know, the, just the most toxic situation I had ever been in where I was allowing myself to physically, mentally, emotionally, and sexually um, be abused. And that was a very, very low for me that really awoken me to my responsibility in this whole thing. And then in order for me to embrace grace and self-forgiveness, I also had to understand that I chose these lessons. So before I came here, I my soul wanted to have these experiences so that I could present opportunities to go within and grow, awaken, evolve, become more conscious. And I feel like I've done that, but there's this thing and this is it. This is like the thing that I'm still having a lot of block, a lot of resistance around. And I don't know if it's just because I'm trying to create confusion for myself to keep staying in that safe place. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. It's all so, in your mind. Right. Okay. What are, you, what are you running from? What are you afraid of? Honestly, I have no idea. If I were to ask the core of my being what I think the things are, I think that ultimately I tell myself a story that I can't be a successful businesswoman and have a successful relationship with not only a partner, but also with my children. Because in my modeling, I saw a woman who was the bread earner, whom was miserable, walked all over, you know, um, her husband and the children didn't get the attention and time that they needed. So that story is very much um, resonating. And I'm trying to tell a new story so that I can let go of that attachment. Um, I also think that another part of the safety is the freedom, right? The not wanting to be controlled, not wanting someone to control me. Um, I tell myself this story that I can't date older men because older men want to possess and then they want to try to control and I can't go there. So there's a lot of stories that are holding me back for sure. And I'm very aware or becoming more aware of what these stories are. Um, another favorite one is that, well, if I get into a relationship, I'm going to lose myself. I won't be able to still do all of the things that I love. And, and so as I'm verbalizing these things to you, I'm aware, I know they exist. Where do I, what would your, how would you guide me <laughs> to work through the freaking wounds? When it comes to healing, it takes a certain level of vulnerability. Okay. And if you're not, yeah, and if you're not willing to go into the depths of your shadows mm -hmm. to learn how to see in the dark, then you can't, you cannot heal it mm -hmm. and you'll stay trapped right here. Right. 
Okay. And what I feel around your energy and everything that I read is you're very trapped right here in the mind. Okay. And you're, you've put yourself almost like on this like hamster wheel where you're run, 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 run. And you're just like always churning, 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 but you're burning yourself out because you don't ever just slow down and just stop and be in the moment and feel into the moment okay. because you, you've trained yourself to think logically, which is the more of the masculine energy, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you've, I wouldn't say disconnected from your intuition, but you've kind of almost pushed your intuition to the side. Okay. And you want so badly to be able to feel and cry and process, mm-hmm. but you fight against that. Because you've always had to be tough. You've always had to be strong. You've always had to be everyone else's support in this life. But who is your support? So for those who cannot see me right now, I have tears welling up in my eyes because that really, really um, hit home very much. I did not expect this. Um, I feel like I am definitely trying to embrace vulnerability and let those guards down. And so I guess ultimately I just have to allow myself more of the space and time to continue to do that work in order for it to evolve. So patience, patience is such a part of the process. Um, When you were going through your own journey, how did you manage through the moments where you did start to feel frustration with the work? I think that we might call it maybe Dark night of the soul. Is that correct? I like to call it dark night of the ego. Dark night of the <laughs> ego. Okay. Well, can you talk to me a little bit more? Help me understand what that means. I have a brief interruption to bring today's special sponsor guest, our new partner, Waku. If you've ever tasted kombucha and found the taste to be a bit too, hmm, I don't know, strong, but you love the idea of improving your gut health, then you will love Waku. They have come up with six refreshing tonics that not only are tasty, but also help support your gut health. Waku is a sort of herbal tea with similar health benefits of kombucha, but not as strong of a taste. It's a delicious choice to cool down in the summer, and here's the best part. Waku is offering a free trial for a six-pack of tonics. That's right. You drink for free and only pay for shipping. Simply text the word DRINK, D-R-I-N-K, to 474747 and get a link to get your free trial pack. So text the word DRINK to 474747 for your free trial pack. So through my awakening, through my pain, I found love. Okay. And I grew up in this small farm town in upstate New York. And I grew up in a household that was very violent. My mm-hmm. father was scary as hell. Mm-hmm. And he would come home from work in his dirty clothes, dirty lunchbox, throw it on the table. And I would just be there looking at him like, wow, am I going to get my ass beat today or what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I grew up in this household that was very unsafe. And I constantly felt afraid. Mm-hmm. And my dad was such a harsh person never told me he loved me never you know really showed me affection or any of that stuff Mm -hmm. and 
as a young boy with all this energy, this creation of just every type of energy, right? Always into something, driving my mother nuts, who was like a saint. (laughs) (laughs) But I would just go into these different feelings of sadness because I was so disregarded by my father. And when a little boy looks at his father and he doesn't have the love of his father, and same thing with a little girl, she doesn't have the love of her father, love of her mother, it feels like something's missing. Mm-hmm. Because you look at your dad, you look at your mom as like superheroes when you're like right. a little kid. You look up like mommy, daddy, like they, they're everything to you. Right. And I didn't have that from my, from my father. And when I was about six years old, I got addicted to sugar. And I would literally eat jars and jars of frosting, Twinkies, everything sugar, just pound it down. And I really just started packing on the pounds and becoming this little chubby kid and started getting bullied in school. Mm. And my home life was like just crazy because my dad would come home from work and me and my two sisters would be out playing in the living room. And my dad would start screaming because he'd trying to take a nap. And next thing I know, I heard stump, stump, stump. And he's like thumping down the hallway. And he's got a loaded 12-gauge shotgun in his hand. And he oh, wow. like put it right in my face so close I could smell the steel of the barrel. Wow. And he said, if you don't shut up, I'm going to shoot you. And it just really hit me like, why, why would a father treat their boy like that, you know? And a few years later, when I was about 13 years old, I was going to pull a prank on my older sister, Jocelyn. She was 17 at the time, four years older than me. And she was, it was the middle of summer. It was like 95 degrees outside. And I was living with my mom at the time. My parents had got a divorce. And Jocelyn's in the bathroom taking a shower. And I heard the shower running. So I poured this big bucket of ice water. And I'm like, I'm going to go dump it on her. And if any siblings ever pulled that, that prank before, you know how funny it is. Right. So I'm trying to fidget with the door. And I'm, I'm like a master locksmith at this point. I know how to pick doors and everything. I'm this little bad kid. And finally, I just said, screw it. And I kicked the door open. But when I kicked the door open, Jocelyn was laying on the floor with a needle in her arm. Ooh. And at that point, she had legally heroin. And we got her to the hospital, got her revitalized. But for the last 15 years, she's been in and out of heroin addiction, living on the streets, getting arrested for prostitution. I mean, we would have drug dealers showing up at the house in the middle of the night and just all kinds of crazy stuff like that. So fast forward about 10 more years. Mm-hmm. I got into a point of my spiritual awakening and I was working at this job that was like unfilling. And I'm like, why? I started asking these deep questions. Like, why am I really here? I was at this job, this dream job, making great money, health benefits, 401k, all the whole thing. But I I started asking the question, like, why am I really here? What's my purpose of being on this earth? And all of a sudden, like I started asking these questions, asking these questions, but over a period of time, I was starting to awaken. And I got into this deep, deep healing work and I just devoted my life to it. And that's really what called me forward to step forward into the light by going through my darkness. Mm, That's beautiful. I think that there's a lot of people out there who desire the change and want to connect with themselves, but they don't know how to get started. It's, you know, it's very challenging to do the work. So um, for those out there listening who feel like their masculine and their feminine energies are wounded and they desperately want to heal and grow from this, 
what is your advice? How do you encourage them to um, take the step or, you know, do the thing, have the, the first moment of silence, whatever it might be? What is your advice to the listener? Hmm. Slow down. Okay. Okay. Feel. Uh. Allow yourself to feel. Because you'll notice that in that trauma that you've stored in your body mm-hmm. and that you've lodged so deeply that lives within you, the abandonment, the shame, the guilt, the bullying, the abuse, sexual trauma, whatever you've gone through in this life, if you didn't heal it, it most likely got lodged in your emotional body. Okay, yeah. So how we release the trauma is to get quiet enough inside, to go deep enough inside, deep enough within ourselves, to be vulnerable enough to look at the wounded aspects of ourselves. Mm -hmm. If you're not looking, willing to look at it, and you just keep turning your head to it, turning your head to it, it's not going to heal itself. Right. <laughs> it's not gonna. So you have to, what I just said to you 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. you have to get to a certain level of vulnerability yeah. where you're like, you know what? I don't care what people think about me. If I break down crying in this moment, cool. I'm not judging myself. But the thing is people have so much shame around crying. Yes. That's why they cover their eyes when they yeah. cry. They look down. Right. They can't look at people when they cry. Right. Because they're afraid to be seen crying because they're told that crying is weakness. Right. You are weak if you cry, mm-hmm. but it's a lie because with those tears are purifying your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, this is interesting because as a child, I grew up, I was considered the crier. I was a very, very emotional child. I cried at everything. They used to nickname me, you know, baby cry, cry baby, cry baby want a cookie. Like it was always in my face about me being a cry baby. And I continued to be a very emotional person until probably my divorce. I think that was when I really shut things down. Um, and over the last 10 years, I definitely have suppressed emotion just for survival reasons and moments of where I thought I had to survive. Um, so I feel like, um, I just totally lost what's my train the, of thought. What's the biggest wound that you haven't healed? I honestly don't know how to answer that question. I feel like. All right, here's care. what I want you to do. This is going to help okay. a little. <laughs> the listeners can do this as well with us. Go ahead and close your eyes. Let your shoulders down. Let the tension in your face down. Let the tension in your jaw and your neck and your throat just kind of dissolve down. Melting down into your seat, into your body. I want you to visualize and feel, more importantly, this warm energy flowing through the crown of your head down through your neck, feeling this warm energy down through your heart, feeling it fill your heart. 
And we're just going to stop at the heart here for a moment. And I want you just to take a breath in, breathing into your heart. And hold at the top and exhale through your mouth. Breathing in through your nose. From your belly, holding at the top. Breathing in through your nose. Holding at the top and release. Now staying at your heart center. Feeling into this heart. Feeling the love of your heart. Navigating through any fear that you may have in this moment. Through any false reality that you've been living in. What pain have you experienced in your life that has caused you to close your heart? And just sit with this and feel into it. And the first thing that popped up, the first vision or feeling or thought that you had, that you are running from right now, that you're scurrying away from, is the shadow that you have not healed. And it's something so deeply lodged within yourself, this memory, this energy that's been stored within your body that has caused your heart to close. And can you see yourself in this moment, this moment of pain, this moment of suffering, this moment of abuse? What was this moment for you that you started to hide, that you started to disconnect from your emotions, running through life, scared and afraid, always working and thinking and distracting yourself from this present moment. So I didn't expect this to happen. I'm um, very much in awe right now. Um, for me, what I just experienced was more of a flash of experiences throughout my life. And I think that ultimately that core wound is around self-forgiveness for allowing others to shape my self-worth. That's all I can feel. That's all I can see is um, forgiveness for allowing others to determine my own self-worth. Well, that's freeing. Um, I'm very much moved right now in so many ways. I typically, I try so hard to cry. Heather. Yes. You don't need to have it all together right now. I got you. Thank you for holding space for me. I, I'm, I'm just shocked how easily the tears are flowing and the emotion is feeling. Because you're safe. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was a um, challenge to walk myself through. I was trying to resist it. And then there was a part of me that overcame that said, why? Why are you wanting to continue to resist it? It's not working for you. What are you protecting yourself from? I'm 
protecting myself, I guess, from being vulnerable, showing flaw, um, having faults, not being perfect. Um, which is funny because I feel like I do a pretty good job of being transparent and honest about the things that I try to hide. I, I never can hide them. I always talk about them. But I guess deep down there is this fear that I am being judged, that I um, am not going to be accepted, that it's not safe to show up and be me. The word that comes through is shame. Shame, okay. The shame that is lodged deeply within your body has created all of this mind stuff because you were shamed as a little girl. Mm -hmm. yes. You were told you weren't enough, you weren't pretty enough, smart enough, and all of these things. And then you carried all these stories with you. You held on to this shame like you owned it. Mm -hmm. And you carry it in this book bag with you. It's like, but it's my shame. I don't want to give it up. I do. I'm, I'm ready to let it go. I am absolutely in awe. I'm, I've worked really hard to try to find these pieces. And I'm so grateful for you allowing me the space to freely express it and unlock it. Be honest with myself about what the real wound actually is. And so I think that shame is definitely um, the thing. That's why you have such a hard time accepting yourself. Mm -hmm. And you think that you always have to be doing more and more and more. And I'm never enough. So you strive to be a success in business. You strive to be an awesome mother. You strive to be beautiful. And you're always striving because you're always running from and pulling this shame behind you that's always chasing you. Yes. And here's the thing, is if you stop for one moment, and you turn around and you look at that shame and you confront that demon, you'll realize that it's an illusion and it doesn't serve you because it's not your truth. It's not who you are. It's not what you are. You are created by infinite love, not shame. I'm so blown away, Jake. <laughs> Literally. <sighs> wow. Who shamed you the most in this life? We're going to get this out, by the way. Myself. <laughs> okay. Where did that start? Where did you learn to shame yourself? Um, one of my first, I mean, honestly, if you want to know my true first memory around shame and how it impacted me, I, um, I started kindergarten the day after my fourth birthday, my mom needed a babysitter. And, um, so I start kindergarten and we have playtime. And so we do playtime and then it's nap time and I do what I always do at nap time. I hump myself to sleep. And so I am over there, you know, humping my pillow to sleep and the teacher comes over, pulls me out, says, I got to stop doing that. Then she calls my mom, then has this, you know, talk with my mom about, how I'm not supposed to do that. So then in turn, my mother's like, you can't do that. That's bad. You're not blah, 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 blah. So that's where I know that 
what I can recall, the first real memory of shame that I had. And I loved to masturbate as a child. Like it was such a self-soothing thing. And so I felt guilt every time I did it. There was immense shame and guilt for allowing myself to escape the moment and feel good and be at peace with myself. And then I was raised Catholic and went to Catholic school. And so that shame just continued to get cultivated, especially around sexuality. So that definitely carried. So one, was there one person specifically that would shame you a lot? Mm, you know, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question because there were a lot of influences that were shaming. I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family and um, it wasn't just like mom and dad. What was the biggest was influence? Probably my grandmother. And, you know, earlier when you were saying there's shame around, you know, not being told that you're pretty, not being told that you're smart enough, ironically, as a child growing up, my grandmother used to say to me all the time, don't worry, honey, you might be stupid, but you're beautiful. So you'll always find a man to take care of you. And so I, you know, that might be part of this whole story around the men thing is, um, maybe some resentment around that statement and feeling as if I'm not truly worthy and deserving of showing my true self and showing up to the relationship because they're only going to value me for the beauty. All right, let's do this. Yes. Close your eyes again. Okay. <laughs> and if the listeners are still here with us, they can close their eyes as well. Heather is being such a brave soul in this moment and really digging into her shadows and I'm super proud of her and same thing with the listeners on the other end. If you are doing the same work right now, I, I commend and congratulate you as well. So the energy that I feel is for you in your womb, in your sacral chakra. Okay. Keep your eyes closed. Take both of your hands and place them over your womb. You soften the tension in your face down into your shoulders. And just gently breathing into your womb. Feeling the love of your womb. Feeling the sacred connection to your womb. And just being with her. Gently breathing, feeling, flowing. Now I want you to feel into the shame that you carry in this area, this energy center of your body. Why have you shamed your sexuality, your creation? your expression? Why have you disconnected from this beautiful divine place within yourself? Going back to five years old now, when you were five years old, running around laughing, 
screaming, dancing, playing, crying, being innocent, being pure. What was the dark force that started to shame you and take away your light and steal your light from you? And is this dark force still existing within you? Seeing yourself as this beautiful child, connecting to this inner child place of yourself, seeing how beautiful and loving and innocent they are. Can you see little baby Heather? Can you see that beautiful, big, bright smile and all the love that she carries? When did she start to run? When did she start to hide? Who hurt her so badly that caused her to feel unworthy, that caused her to feel all of this shame? Now, I want you to visualize connecting to your inner child, seeing her in this moment. What are the words that you need to say to her? And you may speak out loud exactly what you need to say to her in this moment. You are safe. You are not alone. And you are very much loved. She doesn't believe you. <laughs> and why doesn't she believe you? Because you're speaking from your mind, not from your heart. What do you really need to say to her? From your heart. You are loved. You are worthy and deserving of being loved. What is this cage around your inner child? A crib. It's a crib that I'm locked in. Unable to feel, unable to see, unable to feel love. Mm -hmm. So when are you going to break free of this? This moment. I'm going to allow myself to let the walls down. I don't remember what they call those little things, but you just put your foot on it and drop it down. I have to just set myself free. I'm the one that's created the prison. It goes um, as early as me being nine months old. I know that that's where my abandonment wounds began. And my inner child or higher self whispered in my ear and told me that what I thought was, you know, all because of my father, it, as far as I, you know, from two, that that's where the abandonment really resonated from. But ultimately it was from maybe even in the womb. It might've even been as early as in the womb, to be honest with you. So that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, but it's a lot to carry, right? It's a lot to carry and it was never mine to begin with. So... It just isn't serving anymore. So there's no point in choosing to want to hold on to all of the pain that's so deep in my heart. I just almost feel like a rush of lava flowing right now.
That's the love waking up. The love that you've denied. I guess the, I guess the divine had a plan. I really did not plan on utilizing our time like this. And I'm so grateful for you giving me an opportunity to use myself as an example for the listeners to see how hard this process is. Um, and that it's okay. It's safe to allow ourselves to do it. I've been on this journey a long time and um, I don't, I feel like whatever just happened was so big. Gosh, I haven't felt the desire to release like this. I'm purging. I don't know if this is the full moon or what, but I'm purging. So I think that probably what's going to be best for me today is to clear my schedule and allow myself the space to feel. These are actually tears of joy for anyone listening and for you. I thank you. Thank you for holding this space and allowing me to release. I'm um, struggling right now with receiving this. I am definitely struggling with receiving the generosity from you, the time, the space. And I'm going to remind myself that I am worthy and deserving of it. And I'm very grateful for you to share your gifts. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for allowing me to guide you through that. And the thing is, you don't owe me anything. And I'm not gonna, I would never use this against you. That's the thing is, I feel like one of the, the messages that I got around your energy is you've done things for people, you've been vulnerable to people, and they use that against you in your life. And I'm not going to do that. There's no reason to exploit this beautiful moment. And the thing is, the people that listen to this are going to benefit from it because it probably brought up their own emotional stuff. So realize that the healing that you're doing within yourself is also triggering that within other people. This is so deep. It is. I can, I can honestly feel it so in my cells. And I know that there's a cellular activation that's happening right now that is clearing these mutations in my DNA of the um, energy disruption. I can feel it. I can feel everything that you walked me through. Um, you definitely, you have a guidance about you that is extremely profound. I'm, um, <laughs> I tend to usually control the interviews. And so <laughs> um, I'm so proud of myself for being able to pass the reins and allow you to guide me through this podcast episode. See what happens when you step into your feminine and you allow yourself to surrender into the flow of the emotion? It's beautiful. And how good does that feel? It feels amazing. And I just want to go play outside and dance and twirl and sing my praises. So now do we understand what your core essence is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had no idea that we were going to be able to get to that within less than an hour. And... Um, I really, truly feel so gifted right now by the universe. Um, I know that both you and I coming to this, we kind of were like, you know, we're going to let it be guided. And clearly there was a very big calling. And um, I'm 
so proud of myself for allowing myself the opportunity to receive the guidance and um, help me go within. I'm proud of you as well. And I'm sure all the listeners are as well. They're probably sitting there clapping right now. <laughs> right, right. So I have to ask you, how many podcasts has this happened on for you? A lot. <laughs> really? Yes. Gosh. <laughs> well, the well, thing is, like, the, the, the energy world is, it can be a blessing and a curse, right? Like, yeah. it's like, you see people's stuff, and you can't just avoid it, you know? Right. And, and that's why we're here. I mean, you can avoid it, and I often do turn it off a lot of times, but when you get messages that are so strong and that are coming from source, you can't be like, no, 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 I don't want to deliver that. It just comes out of the mouth. And I mean, the whole last hour and five minutes or whatever, how long this has been, it's like, I, I couldn't tell you a word that I said because it's, it's not me. I'm, I just become a vessel. Like there's, I'm hollow. Mm -hmm. And the more you hollow yourself, the more you tap into this divine energy to channel through you so you can give that to other beings uh, when they're open to it. Because if you were closed off, like we could not have done this, but I, I saw a sliver, a crack for you just to gently allow me into the gates of your heart and me, we navigated back out, right? Like we, we went in, we cleared what needed to be cleared and we came out and, and this is where you are. This is what freedom feels like. It's so beautiful, Jake. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of this um, podcast episode in the interview, and you started asking me questions, and I felt the resistance in the guards, <laughs> the crib gates going up. I was, you know, I'm watching you, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, oh, no, he's getting irritated with me. Oh, no, he's getting frustrated with me because I'm not willing to go there. Oh, no, he sees me. Like, all of these things started going, and then I'm not sure exactly what happened. It might have been when you told me. I think it was when you abruptly said, all right, we're going to do this. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know it's coming. But that was the moment I decided to surrender and say, okay, I, I see what's happening here. Okay, he's not mad at me. He's not frustrated with me. He's not regretting spending this time doing the podcast episode. This is me projecting all of the insecurities and things of, you know, of me not going there, not allowing myself to go there. Wow. So beautiful. <laughs> so ironically enough, right before this call, I got in the mail a gift to myself, which is this beautiful citrine abundance ring. And so I feel so abundant right now and so grateful to have allowed myself and for you to have allowed me the space to have this moment. This for listeners, this is literally a life-changing experience. What you just witnessed is something I have suppressed and, and not allowed myself to actually be completely, like I kept thinking I'm there, but no, you, you, you uh, definitely helped guide me to the right place. So thank you for taking me in. I'm only pointing you back at yourself. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Well, you are quite an impressive human. So what's new for you? What's, what's going on in your world? This moment. This moment. Thank you. That's all that matters. I receive it. Thank you. This is for you. Wow. My birthday was like two weeks ago, <laughs> but this is feeling like the best birthday gift ever. Truly. Um, I, I, Yeah. I'll follow up with you and send you a message in a, in a while and let you know how things are progressing. But um, just wow. allow things to settle. Yeah, you know, I will. 
clear your schedule, like you said, and go play, go laugh, go cry, whatever you got to do. I'm getting the roller skates out. It's <laughs> Heather's going to go out there and play. <laughs> she needs to, because actually this is a really celebratory moment, like really a celebratory moment. Um, I don't feel one ounce of guilt or shame or embarrassment or judgment with having gone through this very, very personal, vulnerable moment with you or moments. So thank you. So how can the listeners find you? How can they connect with you? How can they experience what I just experienced? Because that was profound. Just look within your heart and you'll find that I'm just a reflection of you. Fake. You truly are a beautiful human and my soul sees your soul and I know that I am part of you and that is a beautiful thing and you two are part of me and we are part of all of this. I received that. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.